What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from San Diego, California. It happened, boys. <clears throat> it's been the first day since I made my fateful trip back about two weeks ago. There was it was a cloudy day, so definitely some gloomy vibes down here in Southern California. But that's okay. We got a packed show for y'all tonight. Uh, as per usual, we go through our sports headlines for the week. We recap the Super Bowl for everybody. Uh, dive into a little bit of Gonzaga talk. It's our show tonight. Jake's not here with us tonight, but that's all right. We got super special guest Zane here. Zane, how are we doing? What's up, Paige? Super special guest Zane here, coming to you live from God's country, Spokane, Washington. I'm glad you mentioned Jake's not here. Apparently, he's got a date with the future Mrs. Gilman tonight. That has all the makings of a Jake accidentally forgot Valentine's Day yesterday. Forgot to make a reservation um, and couldn't get it to a restaurant on the day where it really counted. So he's having to make up for it today. That's just my theory. I'll leave it up to your own interpretation. But I think Jake's in a little bit of a doghouse right now. Yep. Yep. That sounds that sounds pretty accurate to me. I mean, I, that wouldn't surprise me to say the least. So that's, that's strike one for Jake as a fiance. But uh, moving on, we got a full intern crew tonight. Coop, Dan, Zambi and Baja. How we doing? going on boys intern coop here you know coming off another single boy valentine's day instagram absolutely disgusting hated all of that shit i saw going on my feed but you know who needs valentine's or you know what should i i should say the zags those are my valentine's so love to see it and love this i'm looking forward to talking about them tonight so let's go well hello it is intern zams and baja here similar to coop i did not enjoy all the Instagram posts shoved down my throat. I was actually supposed to get drinks with the gal, but apparently she was sick. So not sure about that. Got I got lucked out having to buy flowers. So that was good. And uh, yeah, no, ready for a good quick little show here and go Zags. Real, real quick interjection here. Um, did you, single boys, did you know today is uh, single person awareness day? Singles, singles awareness day? You might also recognize that acronym as SAD day. <laughs> Damn. Damn. All right. <laughs> you know, rub a little more salt in that wound, huh? Jeez. I mean, I'm not sad, man. I got tons of bubble matches. It's, <laughs> it's not that in the road for me. <laughs> wow. Sheesh. Give Zane another uh, LA title and he just comes comes for the heart there. Um, what's up, boys? Intern Dan here. And I actually have some breaking news. Big curveball coming on the pod right here. The Arneson and Serpy household is growing. We are welcoming a golden retriever to the mix, baby. So Baja will not be the only intern dog on the show. <laughs> am I am I right in that the the Dan was a golden retriever in in the dog segment that we did a while ago? I think so. I, I believe so. <laughs> Just a dumb, obedient dog that does whatever the hell you say. It just wants to please everyone. Yep, that's <laughs> that is our that is our little princess that we'll be bringing home. Already got a name for her. Anyone want to want to take a stab at it? Tilly. Something, something zag related. You already told me, so I'm not going to say it. I'm going to go with Tilly. Ooh, that's I like that. Name. I like that. It's it's really going to be a little disappointing, actually, but. We are going with Zoe, the Zag Dog. That's going to be her Instagram. Hmm. Oh, 
already got the Instagram handle. Oh yeah, ready it to makes go. me sick. Lock it down. I don't know about you guys, but for about a quarter of a second, I think we're all on the same page of what we were thinking there. But moving on, we got headlines to cover, boys. Coop, take the mic. Uh, thanks, Paige. Uh, well, to kick things off, just a quick little Zag update. Uh, the Zags hold on to their number one spot as they were able to handle business against uh, both Pacific and St. Mary's over the weekend. Uh, so we retain that number one title and we are now the number one overall seed in Joe Lenardi's bracketology. So love to see that. Um, yeah, boys, what are our thoughts? Does this seem like, like anyone is susceptible to losing any day, any night? in college basketball this year. Like, I feel like even when Auburn was kind of going through their stretch there, like they, you just knew that they were eventually going to lose one of those close games. Now you have Purdue who got absolutely mollywopped last week by, by I think it was Michigan, right? Did they lose by like 30 to Michigan? Yeah. 82, 58, not 30, but pretty close. Um, yeah. I mean, just who's next really teams just keep falling. I don't see any way the Zags lose, you know, knock on wood. I just don't see them losing in the WCC. I think we got the number one overall seed locked up, which is important because, you know, obviously we want, we want the easiest road possible in the tournament. Um, Not that that's what Joe Lenardi gave us. I don't know if you guys take a look at the bracket, but it's not, it doesn't look like a favorable road to me. Have you guys taken a look at this? Well, isn't it like, wait, actually, just kidding. That's a different tournament. Go for I, it. Wasn't it Tech and Duke were in our region? Here, let me let me just let me just share the old screen here. Yeah, no, it wasn't Lenardi's I looked at today, but a different one had Texas Tech also in it. But the rest of the field looked pretty good to me, honestly. Well, at least Tech or Duke will have to likely beat each other. So we don't have to play one of them. Alabama's scary. Bama's scary. Yeah, that's the one I was looking at. Bama has <laughs> a five seed. Fuck that. Skip that. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's kind of interesting miss me, because miss me with roll tide. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because because last year, if you remember, our bracket had all the teams that we played in the non-conference except for like Kansas, right? We had Virginia, Iowa. Um, who else was in there? Anyone remember? But anyway, it'd be weird if we get repeat matchups again. I don't want to see that. I want I want new teams. Yeah, give me give me Michigan State. I will or Ohio State. Give me a Big Ten fraud. Give me any Big Ten school. I I would love all of them. I I feel like Duke will end up being ranked higher than the the worst two seed, just based off of the nature of the season. But yeah, I would say that this this bracket is an ideal for the number one overall seed. I do I do like the idea of having to play Duke again. I would love to play them again. I think we and, win that game. And Coach K's career. Yeah, and yeah, out. and Coach K's career would be golden. <laughs> and a little revenge game. I love oh, that. I God. love that. Chet and Paula playing it out for the number one pick. So many headlines. Yeah, I think you guys covered it well. <laughs> love it. Well, you know. The brackets always change, so I don't think any of that shit will stick. But um, like Zane said, I don't see us losing the our spot at number one or the number one overall seed. So glad that that's you know now the case. But moving on, we have some NFL news. A little trouble 
down in the Valley of the Sun as Kyler Murray and I believe it's the front office aren't exactly seeing eye to eye as there's claims that Kyler doesn't necessarily care about, you know, the team and kind of threw away the season and threw it away in that playoff game. So is this all just smoke and mirrors or is there something to this? Is this, is this weird to anyone else? Because it, it seems like he's not good enough to be making this much of a stink and Arizona like wasn't bad enough for him to be this upset. If he really is this upset. Like, I don't, I don't really understand the controversy here. I don't know why, why this is happening. I felt like they were like perfectly fine last year, got to the playoffs. I just, I, what, what, what is going on here? Why is this occurring? Uh, I mean, they absolutely crumbled after being the, being the last undefeated team. And that's a Cliff Kingsbury characteristic is that their team, his team start hot. And then they just absolutely fade down the stretch. Granted, injuries were a huge part of that. And I think if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get hurt, none of this Kyler stuff even even exists. Yeah, no, with Kyler, I think it's more on him because the Cardinals, they brought in J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, they're giving Kyler weapons. And a guy who's okay with where he's at in the organization, like, injuries happen, like Dan said. You know, you can't control that. But for him to release a statement saying, like, this is a bunch of nonsense, it's like there's obviously something going on. What exactly that is, I don't know. But, yeah, some drama in Glendale for sure. Yeah, I I will tell you, history does not seem to be on Kyler Murray's side given his sort of, you know, college transfer situation. As you may recall, he was originally admitted and played for Texas A&M. And kind of had the weird little back and forth quarterback, like midseason quarterback competition with Kyle Allen uh, back in 2015. And then Kyle Allen was chosen over Kyler Murray. I think it was like, you know, midway through the season at some point. And then Kyler Murray transferred to Oklahoma as a result of that. Is this just a guy who, you know, kind of just has is a head case, has, has issues, you know, dealing with competition? I don't know. History, not on Kyler Murray's side. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it um, doesn't help seeing that a division foe is playing for and winning the Super Bowl, too, and that the Cardinals quite literally blew the doors off the Rams when they played in the regular season. And then I don't know if he doesn't believe in Cliff anymore, but the reason that Kyler's even there is because of Cliff. That's the reason Cliff, Kyler was the number one pick. So, I don't know. Am I crazy that he's not good enough to be like – making a stink like this. Like it's one thing when Odell does it, when, I mean, even when Antonio Brown does it, those are like certified superstars. Like I, I don't picture Kyler Murray having leverage enough to do this. He's not consistent enough. That's his thing because he'll start out really hot. He'll put up some crazy numbers, put up some ridiculous highlight plays, but then the consistency isn't there. And then he fades down the stretch. I mean, we watched that game against the Rams. He was absolutely awful and has no, he just shut up and work harder. Oh, question, question for the, the group here. Um, has he been signed to an extension yet or is he still on his rookie contract? I think he's still on the rookie deal. So people think that this could be all ploy just to get more money, but why does he deserve it so far? Yeah. It screams Napoleon complex. <laughs> I'm saying that as a fellow little guy. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with Dan. Um, <clears throat> I don't think this – I'm pretty sure he's on his rookie deal, but who wants to give this guy boatloads of money when you're com- coming out causing drama? It's like that's not what I want in my locker room. So I think it's kind of self-destructive in my opinion. Yeah, I think we can all agree that this isn't the best look for Kyler. So hopefully things get resolved or he could be uh, heading elsewhere. Uh, but moving on, a very prestigious event took place over the weekend. And no, I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I am talking about no other than the Waste Management Open. Um, and everyone knows about the iconic 16th hole and how it's an absolute party. Well, a pretty big deal happened as Sam Ryder uh, sunk a hole in one and resulting in absolute electricity crowd went fucking bonkers. Um, it was just a sight to see. And I can only imagine what it was like in real life. So um, yeah, wish, wish we were there. <laughs> I do think speaking of being there, I think Cooper, when we initially talked about my bachelor party, one of the ideas was to go to this waste management open. People are starting to talk huge miss for Zane. <clears throat> Yeah, as as boots on the ground there this weekend, it was definitely a swing and miss. That that place is an absolute zoo. Even on Friday, like not even Saturday, which was the big day, I think there was like two hundred thousand people there. It was it was one of the funnest funnest things I've ever been a part of. Um, we couldn't even get you can't even get onto the hole the sixteenth hole unless you get there like three in the morning, three thirty in the morning. Yeah, I think I saw a video like Barstool posted a video and people like were lining up at like two thirty and like yeah, we're yeah. drinking and just going wild. But yeah. yeah, I mean as someone that's been there on Saturday, Paige is right. The place is just a fucking madhouse, and just getting just walking around is a struggle. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm not. It's one of the most attended sporting events in the country, if not the world. So, um, question question for the pod: Can you think off the top of your head? of a more electrifying individual feat in sports than sinking a hole in one on the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open mid-afternoon on Saturday. I don't know. An individual sporting feat that would electrify a crowd that much. Okay, time out. Question here. Are we saying like this, this can't be a team sport? No, this is individual. Then, I don't even know if there's a thing an individual can do that would like electrify the crowd to be throwing that many beers onto like the playing surface. Okay, that's true. Maybe the maybe the reaction is different, but I can think of I don't know buzzer beaters to win championships, uh, walk off home run, like before the Cubs broke their curse. Imagine a walk off home run in Wrigley. I don't know. They weren't throwing beers onto the, the on, onto I mean, Wrigley. I think from like a, just like a social, I mean, obviously the 16th hole is known for like being a party. That's like what it's labeled as. So from like a party drinking standpoint, no, there's nothing that will top that. I think. Yeah. I think Cooper Cooper's Cooper knows where my head's at here. I think I, sinking, sinking to win a beer diet tournament also up there. I think here's, here's kind of a, an underdog one. Have you guys seen the, the heavyweight UFC fighter Tui Tagalogalonga, the guy who does the shoeies after he wins his fights? No. Anyone know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, I'm like vaguely familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, well, he's from New Zealand and he's like world renowned for just getting ridiculous knockouts. And then he grabs someone's shoe, a random fan's shoe from the crowd, fills it with a beer and then chugs it while he's in the octagon. Perhaps him getting a knockout in New Zealand with everyone throwing their shoes at him for him to start doing shoeies could be comparable, I would say. That's sort of a deep reference, though. I don't know what you're talking about there at all. <laughs> yeah, Zane, you're digging a little deep with the not that, a not yeah. a combat sport podcast, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, valiant effort, though. Um, so yeah. Anyways, absolutely electric. I think I think I mentioned the group text over the weekend, but we absolutely need to make a trip out there in some shape or form. One last note on this before we transition. Do you know where the Super Bowl is next year? Arizona. Same weekend as Waste Management. Will that make it less electric? No. Maybe make it more expensive. (laughs) I don't know how – that seems dumb to make that the same weekend. Although, I don't know. No, you literally go from the Waste Management to the Super Bowl. I've – people do that, I guess. It was like a painful (laughs) Sunday morning. Pure electricity oh. though, in Phoenix. Hey, you don't time. get you don't get hung over if you keep drinking. So, yeah, that's a that's Monday's problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so like I said, maybe we'll be there next year. Um, one can hope. But moving on, we have um, a bit of a wild card for you guys. Uh, some pop culture news. Um, some of you may know, there's a lot going down with uh, Kanye went on another one of his Twitter, Instagram tirades over the weekend, just pissed off about the whole Kim and Pete Davidson relationship. And um, I think the latest update is that he is, he kicked Kid Cudi off Don to two. So Kanye spiraling again. Um, and yeah, so basically it's really a Kanye versus Pete Davidson. Zambi, I know you're kind of into the pop culture scene. Do you have any uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, no, uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, so Kanye is obviously very outspoken about Pete Davidson. And he'd be like texting Kim and then Kim's like, hey, like, don't be posting this kind of stuff. You're kind of being incendiary, like, for violence against Pete. So then he goes and posts like, hey, don't do anything to skeet. <laughs> I don't really know the background of that, but um <clears throat> I think it was like yesterday or maybe like two days ago, he posted like a conversation with Kim and she's like, why do you have to post our stuff publicly? He's like, I'm in love with the most beautiful woman in the world. I have to. (laughs) And it was today I saw, I guess he had some sort of pickup truck and it wasn't like an Eastern Washington pickup truck. It was like one of those LA ones. It's like, Hey, I drive a truck. And it was just filled with a bunch of roses and add detailing say <clears throat> my vision is crystal clear and instead of c's it's k's so there's two k's Ugh. and <laughs> so either we're gonna get a really good album from uh kanye or a really really bad one dude these people are the worst all everyone in this story is the worst person on the planet wasn't kanye just with that other chick I was just about to say, like, I another like thing that unraveled over the weekend is he was dating the girl from Uncut Gems, 
Um, if you guys have seen that movie, oh, smoke, yes, yeah. Was she, wait, the, the the side piece for Uncut Gems? Yeah, Adam oh. Adam Sidebay. Yeah. Whoa, what? Then why yeah, are we worried about? She's a, she's a head here. Yeah. <laughs> so, what the hell? He was he was uh, shacking up with her, but you know when he went on this tirade, and it's very obvious that the dude's like still madly in love with Kim Kardashian. Um, she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, like <laughs> deuces. So uh, yeah, Kanye is in shambles right now, and as Zambi said, we're either going to get like some hard like Kanye rap out of this or it's just going to be some Jesus is King shit and not good. So uh, time will tell. Julia Fox, huh? That's, that's the girl. Julia Fox. Yeah. Fox. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say Julia Fox over Kim K. Easy, easy oh. decision. For oh. me. Damn. Whoa. Easy. Whoa. Easy peasy. I don't know if I go that far, but. Oh, come on, Coop. Knowing everything we know. Dude, I don't have you seen if you look at like her Instagram now with her whole like eye black shit going on, not a great look. Not into it. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That is kind of that is kind of funky. So not for me. Well, I'm just looking at pictures of uncut gems. But uncut so. gems? Perfect. Yes. yes. Perfect. <laughs> Top of the shelf. <laughs> That's all I have for this for this headline. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to, uh, I think we uh, we leave it at that, but uh, yeah, hopefully uh like I said, hopefully we get a decent Kanye album out of this. But uh, to close headlines out this week, fellas, uh, we talked about it last week. Dan is on a uh, bad streak of losses. Um, but that may have been lifted over the weekend. Uh, so, Dan, give us an update. I did not lose a bet this weekend. Did you push, win a bet? Push with the Zags. Won a bet. I got a Venmo back from Jacob Gilman. First time that had happened in a while for Bengals plus four. Easy money. Cash it in. Congrats. And I won the first quarter square at the Penny Super Bowl party. Oh, that's big time. That's nice. As as a outspoken supporter of Dan during during these trying times, I'm I'm proud to see him make it out of it. I I like to think I rallied some of the troops. Uh, this weekend for the St. Mary's push that we recorded. Um, that being said, I like to call out Zambi here for being just an absolute hater throughout this entire this entire fiasco. Nothing but negativity from a typical, typically positive person. Um, I don't know, Zambi. What's up with that? Thought we were a team. You're talking about Dan and the push? <laughs> just Dan's betting in general. <laughs> I think he's cursed, and I think he sprayed onto all of us. <laughs> I finally found I finally found something that pisses off Zambi more than a fart. I think it's me betting. <laughs> God, I haven't, had, I haven't smelled your farts in forever. Oh, Not mine, oh. just in general. In general, oh, God. I feel like Zambi just really, really got pissed anytime <laughs> anybody farted. Just would lose it. You're right. It was, that was true at the Raj for sure. He he did not like people farting. I mean that house has a whole fart. So. Well, to test to test Zambi's theory of whether the Dan curse spread, how did everyone else do this weekend? Well, as one who also experienced the aftershock of the Dan experience, uh, I went one for one, hit the Gonzaga. We bought a point, fifteen and a half, and then lost six of seven Super Bowl props. So, <laughs> not feeling too good about that one. 
Um, yeah, I was in a similar boat as Paige. I thought the push was a sign of good fortune and Sunday rolled around and not the case. So Jake is Jake is daddy right now as far as Coop's <laughs> memo goes. <laughs> He's going to stick the Alaskans on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently on an unprecedented push streak right now at four. Four pushes in a row. Push, push. Push and pee? Nope. Oh, Zane nope. is push and pee. Push nope, and nope, pee. nope. <laughs> Coop, what was the worst prop that you bet? Uh, the Joe Burrow over on rushing yards. That didn't come close. <laughs> what did he what? have? I thought, it, I thought it did. Didn't he get the – I think he, he had like one positive rush. But... Dude, the sacks. The sacks. The sacks don't, the sacks don't uh, take away from rushing yards. They don't? No, it's all. It has to be designed to running. I, I don't know how. I don't know how it works, but it doesn't. Kyle work. Kyle bet that same thing and he hit it. I don't know. I don't think he did. Yeah, if you want to talk about someone that had a great Super Bowl Sunday, Kyle. Yeah, dude, that, that was, was fucking him. annoying. I don't need to hear every single individual <laughs> that was, win. That was ridiculous. He was cashing every single bet right in our head. <laughs> this made me feel really bad. <laughs> I would love to know what the odds were on like some of those bets though, because. A lot of them are like minus 200 and minus 300. So, yeah, I, you got to take it, take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Like, I think the, I, I bet the Rams calling the first time out, and that was at like minus 180. So, I was all excited when it hit, but I bet $20 and won like 13. The, the funniest prop, I, I know we're going to get into this. Actually, we're kind of getting into the Super Bowl right here, right now, but uh penny i think bet over under 1.5 times they'd have to bring the chains out <laughs> for anything close to, to have the chains coming out not even <laughs> once Dude, i bet me and lao went down this rabbit hole for about an hour looking at all their props that he had we bet on snoop dogg's shoes during the halftime show and just lost i thought it was a lock i, I bet blue <laughs> His whole outfit was blue, and then he comes out with white shoes. Oh, like, that's tough. Well, didn't I think I saw something that Mayberg bet on Eminem coming out with a hoodie? Yep. <laughs> Hit. Easy home run. Yeah, that, that was easy money. Easy awesome. lock. Well, I mean, shit, that really concludes this week's headlines, but we're already in the NFL, so do we just keep this thing rolling? Yeah, let's keep it rolling, boys. As you know, this weekend – uh, happy yet sad. I mean, football is officially done this year. Um, but it was finished off with an electrifying Super Bowl, one of the more exciting Super Bowls I can remember in recent history. Um, at least for the for the first half, and then the last quarter, third quarter got a little dry at times, but but nonetheless, an electrifying crowd, an electrifying introduction by The Rock. Of course, there was the halftime show, which you know, set social media on fire. Um, and then it was capped off by a phenomenal, you know, end of the game drive led by Matthew Stafford. And ultimately the Los Angeles Rams come out on top um, 23 to 20. Joe Cool is now Joe Fool. The Rams lead the way. Boys, give me your quick, give me a quick little take on this game. Uh, <clears throat> I think Cooper Cup definitely deserved the MVP. An incredible season, incredible uh, postseason. I'm not just saying this because he's a Washington guy, but um, yeah, no, quality guy, quality season. Um, 
Yeah, it was just kind of a run-of-the-mill Super Bowl for me. Just wanted a good game. Thought uh, some other parts we'll get to later in the segment could have been better, but yeah. Yeah, as the resident uh, Joe Burrow guy on this podcast, tough to see the guy go down. Um, I thought he might have hurt his knee worse than he did when he went down with that one uh, sack. That was a little scary, but uh, I thought he put up a valiant effort overall. Heck of a heck of a season. Bengals weren't supposed to be there, but then they were. Um, but all things considered, his his pregame fit was fire. So at least that was on point. And uh, he's got a great a great career ahead of him for sure. Record number of sacks in the Super Bowl that he suffered. Record he's number. He's tough. You gotta give him that. I don't know how he came back in the game after after that knee thing. That looked or ankle maybe, but that looked nasty on the replay. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, I mean, this game was a lot closer on paper than what took place on the field. I mean, I I think if Odell doesn't go down, this is a two score game, and the Rams handle business you know fairly easily. But um, nonetheless, it was a good game. Came down to the last drive, and um, yeah. It was better than last year's Super Bowl, so I'll take that. I'll be honest and say that this is kind of exactly what I thought was going to happen. I thought the Rams were going to win by three, and Aaron Donald was going to be the best player on the field, and that's what happened late. So maybe my my cold streak is over because maybe oh, I do nope. know it was thing Cooper Cup. Well, 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 let's get into this, boys, because if you're watching this game, you know Cooper Cup got the MVP, but it felt like there were really three people jockeying for that MVP. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, uh, and, and the guy who got it, Cooper Cup. Who do you guys think was the rightful MVP for that game? Cooper Cup. As a guy that said it was going to be Aaron Donald, I think Cooper Cup, especially with Odell going down and everyone and their mother knowing that Cooper Cup was going to get the ball and Cooper Cup just kept on balling. I mean, he had two touchdowns, was unbelievable in that final drive, including that fourth down where he got the handoff on the jet sweep. Um the Rams knew that in order to win that game, Cooper Cup was going to have to, you know, do what he did all year, and that's why uh, he's your MVP. That's why he got to go to Disneyland along with Aaron Donald and Matt Stafford. So the three of them all got to go. So who cares? I agree. It, does anyone disagree? Are we all Cooper Cup guys here? My uh, question is: Does Aaron Donald have a kid? Because I know the Staffords and. The- I'm pretty sure Cooper Cup has a kid too, right? Aaron Aaron Donald definitely has a kid. He was talking about how he promised his daughter he'd win a Super Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I if I'm being honest, I, I recognize the value of Cooper Cup, especially in that last drive, especially given the Odell situation. But I mean, I mean, you could say this about all three guys, but when Aaron Donald decided to turn it on in that third quarter, and it was tangible when it happened, it was when that little fiasco occurred on the sideline. Um that completely stalled the Bengals. Like for the rest of the game, they couldn't do anything. Um, and so I don't even think Cooper Cup has a chance in that last drive if Aaron Donald, you know, doesn't put on for his team, not only in the third quarter, but what ended up being the winning play of the game, which was the sack on Joe Burrow. Um, so I, you know, I don't disagree with Cooper Cup getting it, but I think Donald's got a very, very strong argument for why he could have gotten it. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, another highlight of this game, there were a couple, despite not a lot of you know penalties being thrown throughout this game, uh, the second half 
beginning uh, in, in the third quarter with a what 75 yard touchdown pass against Jalen Ramsey, a no call uh, where it appeared that who was it? Was it, was it T Higgins? No, yeah. T Higgins perhaps grabbed the face mask of Jalen Ramsey in order to free himself to score that touchdown uh, was, was the first controversial call. And then I think later in the game, uh, the last drive of the game, while the Rams were marching down the field in their red zone, I think it was a big third down play where um, the linebacker for the Bengals got called for a pass interference against, against Cooper cup. Think so. Yeah. Um, boys, what'd you make of these, uh, these controversial holding calls late in the game? I mean, I think both calls cancel each other out. I mean, the, the T Higgins was a clear face mask and it was missed. And then, the Cooper Cup call, I don't really think that's a holding call. I think it was holding. I don't think it was pass interference. I don't think that was there's anything there, but it was a makeup call. So it checks out. I I felt like the the I mean, and I'm a Rams fan, obviously. So this is I have a strong bias here, but like the Jalen Ramsey no call, in my opinion, was like far more egregious than the Bengals actual call. Like by letter of the law, he held Cooper Cup. It that so isn't that a penalty? I don't. It is ticky tack. Perhaps at that point in the game, it's it's tough to make that call. But by the letter of the law, he held him. So I don't. I don't even know what the controversy is there. I think I think the Rams have far more reason to be pissed off. This shouldn't have even been a game um, in the first place. But I mean, that's that's where I stand as a Rams fan, I guess. Yeah, I think if you flip when those calls happen. Like people would be losing their freaking mind about the T Higgins play. And then the, the Logan Wilson hold on Cooper cup, it would, that's just football. Like refs get a little, you know, they tighten up a little bit and make a call that probably didn't need to be there. But if that T Higgins play directly changed the outcome of that game, people would have been freaking out because that was about as egregious as it gets. And what's crazy too, is that the refs said, I guess afterwards that they did not see a clear, tug of the face mask it was as clear as day <laughs> and they have like the other it you know you, you joke and call it like sky judge or whatever it does exist there there is an opportunity for someone to buzz down and make sure a ref throws a flag and they can act like they saw it even though someone told them it happened so that call no call there was horrible also while we're talking about it jalen ramsey horrific game he was terrible he was bad and I thought he was bad on the T Higgins play. I was like, wow, Jalen, you suck. But then you see the, you see the penalty, but Jamar chase roasted his ass. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey did not play well at all. Who was worse Jalen Ramsey or Eli Apple? <laughs> Honestly, I think Jalen Ramsey, it, like Eli Apple was kind of like, you don't expect him to be able to make, but you know, plays. you know that Cooper cups getting the fucking ball every play. <laughs> like, yeah, but no one, ball. no one in the league can stop Cooper cup this year. That's not, that's not Eli Apple's fault. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey puts himself out there to be this, you know, superstar quarterback and fucking blue chunks that game. I think on the last play of, of the game, Jamar chase was wide open too. Wasn't it? Have you guys seen screenshots of that? Oh, I did see that. Yeah. It was oh, six if, if they had time, but I think the Rams knew that they could kind of, sell out a little bit and the Donald was going to get there and there's been no chance in hell at that. But yeah, Ramsey, I he that's a lot of smoke. He talks to kind of lay an egg like that in his biggest game ever. I also think uh, on that last drive for the Bengals, Jalen Ramsey is the reason 
they were able to march down to get to midfield in the first place, right? Didn't he like bite on the on the pump fake that allowed was it Jamar Chase to get like 25 yards on the first play? Yeah, dude. He like ran with his head just strictly at Jamar Chase and like didn't look at the ball or anything. And Jamar just kind of like sidesteps him, catches the ball and busts up field. Jamar Chase, absolute freak. Yeah. Very yeah. good football player. I guess we could end the uh, controversial uh, penalties with just a simple, you know, I guess, you know, at, at some point the Rams benefited from a no call PI as well um, a couple of years ago to beat the saints, to get to the super bowl. So perhaps it's just justice that this one was done in the way it was, um, but makes no doubt the uh, leaves, no doubt the Rams still win. Uh, but aside from the football that was being played on the field, Perhaps the more interesting show was the halftime show uh, led by Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J, Eminem, and special guest appearance. Oh, Kendrick. Sorry. Don't forget Kendrick. Special guest appearance by 50 Cent. Boys, what'd you make of this? Who is your favorite performer? Um, I mean, I think the obvious answer is uh, the surprise uh, 50 Cent performance i mean iconic hanging upside down um you just can't beat that i mean 50 he is looking a little thicker these days but he still got it so uh just yeah chef's kiss but i mean they were all they were all really good great great halftime show his face looked like it was gonna explode when he was hanging upside down (laughs) page who'd you like the best that's tough. It, it brought back a lot of memories. Obviously, this was a lot of, you know, late 90s, early 2000s hip hop jams. I was a uh, <clears throat> on the way to football games or even a lot of different sporting events. I think Eminem was always on the playlist. That one hit home for me. Yeah, I'll 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 chime in just because I was going to say Eminem as well as a USC fan back in the Pete Carroll era. They would always play Lose Yourself when freaking Reggie Bush, Matt Liner. Mike Williams, all those legends at USC would come out into the field. So that one always hits home for me. But, dude, Snoop Dogg still got it. Puffing the joint before, too. Cheeky bastard. Yeah. I was going to say that Snoop was probably my favorite. I mean, he's crip walking in Inglewood at the Super Bowl, just <laughs> high as a kite. Um, I mean, I just listened to his new album, too, and he's, he's still got it. So, yeah, that's, that's what I think. I'm going Eminem right, right there with you, Z. Back in the back in the Reggie days, seeing that or watching the team come out to that, there's nothing more electric. I know that my dad to this day will still the instant he hears that that beat come in, he goes back to the Coliseum too. So yeah, gotta love where, gotta love that. Where do you guys rank this in Super Bowl halftime shows that you have witnessed or seen? It's got to be towards the top, right? I mean, I can't really remember that many of them we all know you know Shakir and J-Lo that was a great one that was a great one gotta be top right that's what I was gonna say I kind of remember Katy Perry's kind of being a banger in a different similar vein but different same same but different she had the dancing sharks yep yep can't forget that one I think I'd go Shakira and J-Lo and then this one and then i don't really remember anything else so all i remember with the weekend was that crazy video where everyone i don't i don't remember what was going on but it made me almost sick i think it was like a bunch of mirrors 
Very memeable. Very memeable. Yeah. Did it? Are you referencing the weekend? Is that the weekend yeah. one? Yeah. But that was last year's Super Bowl. Didn't Beyonce do the halftime show one year? That was an electric one. Yeah. It was so electric that it, the power went out in New Orleans. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm like going through a list right now trying to figure it out. And I feel like people always talk about Prince's halftime show being really good, but I mm. don't know. <laughs> I think I think the theory and I heard this on the Dan Patrick show because he's a Prince stan today where his idea is that Prince like put on this incredible individual performance whereas the reason this year's Super Bowl was so special for so many people I mean it's, it's, it's just easier to put on a good performance when you have that many icons I think if you just put Snoop Dogg up there I don't think we'd be talking about how awesome it was if you just put Dr. Dre, Mary J, like any of those individually up there, I don't think they even like come close to Prince. But them together, obviously, it's it's easier to say, okay, yeah, that's a lot better. Right. I would say Eminem might be able to compete individually. That could be kind of sick. Yeah. The other thing with Prince too is that everyone says that him singing Purple Rain in the rain was the most iconic thing ever. So iconic that none of us remember it. Oh, I remember the Black Eyed Peas being kind of cool. When I was when I was younger, <laughs> I know this this halftime show is definitely better than Maroon Five when they did it. Whatever oh, yeah. that was, I remember my dad being fired up for Bruce Springsteen back in the day. Dude, that that Janet Jackson. I'm looking at the list of performers when she was there. That's an electric performance too. That was Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. Jessica Simpson sings. What? Dan, yeah. these boots are made for walking. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's yeah. all she needs. <laughs> Have the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did it one year, right? They did it pretty recently. Did they? Yeah, they did it with like, didn't they do it with uh, Coldplay? I think they came out with Coldplay. Mm. That doesn't, uh, two bands playing together? That doesn't make sense. That feels I, weird. I know that, I think they, yeah, but I think you're right. They definitely came with someone. Maybe was it Beyonce? Oh no no no! They did they did it with Bruno Mars. Oh really? Yeah yeah. There you go. Well, that's yeah, I, think, I think if we're looking at the since the year two thousand, this is definitely a top top three halftime show. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a great point. Easy easy pick for one of the best of all time. I think a lot of throwbacks. Um, it's weird that like kids born probably like kids that are like fifteen probably watch that and we're like all right. I don't know what to do with this. This is, this is they, they don't have the appreciation that we did, but we'll leave the halftime show behind. We'll talk about the commercials just for a second. I wrote down a couple of memorable ones that, that stood out to me. I really liked the, the E-Trade Talking Babies. If you boys caught that one, it's always easy points to put in a talking baby right there, especially when he's talking about trading stocks. <laughs> um, I like the singing animals for the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Mm, and doritos you might have seen that bag that i sent you guys the flaming hot cool ranch um so that one stuck out to me uh i liked do you guys remember the uh like it wasn't chuck e cheese characters but like similar characters and one was a dog and it was like the metaverse where they all like all of the band at chuck e cheese got separated and like the dog one went to like all these different places but then he was in a museum and someone put the metaverse goggles on him and all of a sudden, he's playing back with his boys at Chuck E. Cheese. I thought that one was kind of cool. That'll that'll be like us finally doing our first podcast together in person. 
just, <laughs> just got to do it in the metaverse, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I had the one where the where the kids where the parents left the kid alone at the house with grandma, and uh, all of the like iconic NFL players came to life and were playing NFL inside the living room and they just trashed it. Um, maybe not a great commercial because I don't know what it was actually for, but it was pretty cool when they told Peyton Manning he was going to run. They said, Peyton, you're running this one. Oh, surprise. It's Walter Peyton, not Peyton Manning. thought that was a little zinger there that I liked. Um, I'd probably put that as my favorite actually. Um, and then finally I did the Alexa one where it reads your mind. Remember Scarlett Johansson and her husband? And it was like reading everyone's minds, but it was like an awkward thing yeah, that they were, they were thinking. just talking shit about each other. Yeah. And uh, that may or may not be just because Scarlett Johansson was in it. So yeah, that, that was my list. Fair point. That is a comprehensive review, Zane. I literally remember two commercials and one of them <laughs> was the football commercial just for football. I, I like <laughs> that one. Very simple. And the other was the Pringles guy with the, uh, with the hand in the uh, Pringle can. Oh, and it was like when he was trying to get it on with his lady, it was still there. I remember that one. When he was in his casket and he still had it. <laughs> yeah, I Budweiser, think Budweiser had a pretty weak one this year. Usually they got like a heartstrings one with the horse and oh, the... Yeah, they had the, do the Clyde sales, bro. Those don't tuck the heartstrings a little bit for you. It does, but like they didn't have quite an emotional one this year. It was kind of boring. Dude, I'm all about the Clyde sales, bro. I, I, doesn't matter me. the storyline let me see those horses there was no storyline it was just them hanging out in a farm <laughs> yeah i think the top two for me uh, i was at the same watch party with dan and um one was the 1990s uh like screensaver where th- this qr code just kept bouncing and you're like again the corner again the corner turns out it's for like some crypto uh or Coinbase. Coinbase, i think yeah <laughs> And so many people scanned the QR code that their website actually crashed <laughs> during the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then the other one was, uh, I thought it was cute. Um, like the electronic dog. He's like, oh, my owner. And he like jumps to go see him, but then he like runs out of battery. And somehow after like five <laughs> stories of falling, he's just okay once he gets recharged. <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought the bowling alley one with all like the sports icons had a lot of potential, and then it just like ended with like Brooks Kepka asking his caddy if he should order a Michelob Ultra. This is there's so much buildup for nothing. That fell flat. Yeah, I guess I I guess the there was like a Seth Rogen Paul Rudd commercial. I think it was for Lay's. That was like, oh that was good. Kind of, kind of funny. The yeah. the other celebrity one I saw was the uh, I think it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then the other Zeus when he was Zeus, that was, I thought that was kind of clever. Him and uh, Salma Hayek. Salma know, Hayek was in it. Coop. Salma. She was in it. She looked the puppies good. were in it. Puppies. <laughs> Puffs were looking good. Didn't do a thing for me though. Oh, sad. Well, I think we'll close up shop with the, uh, with the commercial talk there. Uh, a Zambi special segment coming up right here. Our own uh, food connoisseur, Christopher Zamblin mentioned he might've had some, Delicious snacks available to him on the Super Bowl. Boys, I'll start with Zamblin. What was the best snack you had for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I know last year we touched on uh, favorite Super Bowl foods. And um, yeah, this year I didn't really know what I was going to do. And then Mitch Penny reached out. He's saying, hey, run people over. And while Weston Sodi's brisket was bomb, Mitch Penny makes ribs that just fall off the bone. 
<laughs> it's amazing. So I'd say that's probably the best. I'd like to say my buffalo chicken dip was better, but it wasn't. So <laughs> props to Penny on that. It was delicious. I actually had some like three hours ago. So he does a full process too. Like he does a boiling phase. He does like a baking phase and then a broil phase. Mm-hmm. What is he like sous vide those things or like, I don't know how he does it, but it's, it's quite yeah. the process. And it's a fucking mess when he makes it too. The, sh- the kitchen is just terrifying <laughs> to go into. Shout out to Penny uh, real quick for his uh, 2017 hot wings. Oh, the hot wings that set the world on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the fuck those things were, bro. My God. (laughs) They were from Cash and Carry right down the street from Gonzaga's campus. I think Penny and I were the only ones who sat there and ate those wings. I don't think I could get through more than like three of them. Dude, our whole place smelled awful. You couldn't breathe. You could not breathe. And then we watched the Patriots come back. I don't even think we could watch. We could appreciate that Super Bowl because of the pain that we were in yeah. eating those wings. It was terrible. Oh my gosh! Well, um, I will follow up Zambi though with uh, the fact that we were sharing the same uh, eats there. I do think that the boys really brought it with with the brisket and the ribs. I agree, Zambi. I don't think I've ever had ribs that just fall off the bone like that. Um, shout out to Weston for the brisket as well. That was very good. Sammy, I was a big fan of your dip. Your, your, your buffalo chicken dip packs a punch, and it went very nicely with Katie's chili cream cheese dip as well. So, Well, I, well, I have a question. It sounds, well, like, well. it sounds like Weston brought something to the party. Penny made the ribs. Zambi brought the buffalo dip. Katie brought um, the item you just mentioned. Dan, what did you bring to the party? I brought, I think, 10 beers and drank them all. <laughs> Sounds about right. Katie, Katie's such a lucky gal. <laughs> hey, Zane, I'd have to ask. You know Linda's, right? Uh, yeah. None of the people there knew it. Shame. I know. Shame. Shame, shame. Well, while, while I'm up, I'll, I'll go ahead and throw this out there. I, I was craving some, some Mexican um, food for the, for the Super Bowl. And, you know, it seems like these days, if you're on any sort of uh, food Instagram, Twitter account, TikTok, whatever... You're always seeing birria tacos. So I decided to give it a try. Made the, uh, made the consomme, the birria, and it came out delicious. Fried up those suckers. Uh, Zambi, you would have been proud. I think they were better than Cochinitos, personally. Ooh. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you know what? Not that hard to make. Not that hard, I would say. Really? It's just, it's just like stewed beef, and you stew it in like salsa, basically. And then you use that stew to like fry up the tortilla and you, you basically make a tiny little quesadilla with it. That's all it is. I love me some burrito. It's delicious. So that was, that was my best snack. We got Coop. You're always, you're always cooking up something. Uh, yeah. So, um, I went over to, uh, Jackson's. So shout out to him and Alyssa for hosting. And he made these, I don't know if it was him or Alyssa, but they made these, chili stuffed uh muffins that were uh pretty pretty nice let me tell you they're stuffed with cheese and then you top them with hot sauce had a couple of those bad boys some nachos and yeah but let me tell you monday morning (laughs) that combo with a couple beers no bueno so uh like i said definitely paid the piper but very much worth it uh sunday sunday afternoon Oh, well, I think we all could have guessed that Cooper would have loved the muffins. 
at, at the Super Bowl. Uh, Paige, cap us off. Oh, Best God. snack you had. Oh, why'd you guys make me go last? Just backstory. I was down bad, boys. As the kids say, down bad. It had been a long weekend. Couldn't stomach anything. Uh, so I had half of a cheeseburger with a side of tequila. So <laughs> literally all I ate the whole day. So uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that's kind of a downer, but uh, it was a great party. And um, it was a hell of a half of a cheeseburger. Let me just tell you. Wow. Well, boys, that's it. That's all we have. NFL is officially done. Football is officially done for, I think, six, seven months at this point. So it's a, it's a, it's a long road until next football season, but that just means that basketball's here. It's college basketball time. Uh, Pitchers and catchers do not report because baseball is going through its issues so it's all focus on the Zags. And with that, turn it over to Jay Page for our Gonzaga segment. Yes, yes. Thank you, Zane. Um, welcome to all the, even if you're not a Gonzaga fan, which I highly doubt you aren't if you're listening to this podcast, but welcome back after we get the uh, post-NFL crowd checking back in. Uh, yes, we want to confirm right away that, of course, the Zags are a title contender. Besides whatever these weird people on Twitter are saying, um, Zags are back and they're gonna, in a good place. Now let's cover what happened last week. We defeated Pacific 89-59. to Don't have much on that game other than it was an ass kicking. Uh, but the big game was Gonzaga hosted St. Mary's on Saturday and we won 74-58. to Coop, what are your instant thoughts on this, uh, on this dub? Saturday night. Um, you know, boys took care of business. Uh, it was obviously a little closer than I would have liked for obvious reasons. Pushing's kind of like, I don't even know. Kissing your cousin. <laughs> Kissing your cousin. There you go. I was, I was waiting for Zane to help me out there. <laughs> um, but like I said, we took care of business. I think Timmy, he was our leading square, right? With 25. Yes, sir. So, I think I know we talked about it last week where he was going through, if you want to call it a slump, even though it wasn't much of that. But love to see him throw up a twenty piece, and yeah, not much more to say beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan Zane, what did you guys think? <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go. Dan's Dan's dishing it off to me. Great radio. Um, first first half thought was you know. Fabulous. Fabulous first half of play. Timmy was getting the job done, uh, making us look like fools for even debating whether he was going through a slump or not. Um, the boys, the boys were just grinding. Uh, they looked great. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, I thought Bolden, something that stuck out to me was Bolden was a little quiet this game. I think we usually depend on, on that nice three ball from him. Um, didn't get, didn't get much production at all from him though. Uh, aside from, you know, what we expect him to do uh, when he's not scoring the basket, which is pushing the ball down the court. It took us a little while to get that pace going that we like. I think St. Mary's initially, did, you know, for the first 10 minutes, honestly, did a pretty good job of slowing us down. Um, however, they just, you know, it's a story as old as time. They just don't have the horses, uh, especially with the horses that Gonzaga is able to attract these days. Um, so they just could not keep up with our athletes uh, once again, you know, I, I think we just kind of do this every year where we just tip our cap to Koozie 
you know, who's going to get his, you know, what do you got? He got 16 points, I guess. Did he really not start the game? ESPN says that he was a, he was a bench player, but he has 31 points. That can't be right. He had to start, right? He had 31 or 31 minutes. Sorry. 31 minutes. Jesus. I was going to say, what the hell? He started, right? Like how could, why would he have not started? I don't think he starts for some reason, right? It was not a thing like a month ago. I don't, I don't know and don't particularly care. Yeah. Well, regardless, uh, it was nice to see us, you know, St. Mary's got that little 22 next to their name for one game and then immediately it was gone. Ha ha ha. Uh, I was concerned about the second half. We really took our foot off the gas pedal defensively there down the stretch, you know, tip your cap to St. Mary's. They started making some threes on us, but um, didn't, didn't like the way that game ended. Um, I don't like us taking our foots off the gas pedal. It, it gave me a little PTSD of last year where it seemed like we were taking a lot of stuff for granted. Um, I want to, I want to see us just destroy these teams. There's no reason we give up 23 points in the first quarter or in the first half. And then, give up 35 to St. Mary's in the second half. Um, you know, that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm really digging for something to be concerned about. And so that's what came to my head first. Um, so yeah, solid performance. Um, pushed, I pushed with Coop. So we were both kissing cousins. Maybe we're kissing each other's cousins. I don't know, but um, yeah, that's my take. Yep. Both pushing P to say the least, but nope, uh... nope. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, it really looked like it was just such a contrast in styles where you'd get like a long 20 plus second possession by St. Mary's and then Gonzaga's instantly sprinting. And then whether they, you know, make it or, or miss, then it's another long possession. So it was pretty interesting to watch. Uh, but I thought, you know, all things considered, it was a, I'll give it like a B, B plus performance from the Zags, um, saying a lot that we beat, you know, a top 25 team. Uh, by 16 and it wasn't our best night so I think that's that really says a lot about the team and you know you kind of have to dig deep to find things to be concerned with but yeah there was that that whatever it was five six seven minutes where St. Mary's looked like they're kind of coming back a little bit you know but I think they're within 10. Um, Big three from Strother down the stretch a huge three with like a minute to go. He's kind of got the clutch gene I don't know if you guys have noticed that He's got a knack for hitting some big threes. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> we, we, I, posed, we posed a good question. We were watching this game at a bar. I'll ask you guys it. Whose hands do you want to have the ball on like the last possession of a game that you need to get a bucket? Oh, okay. Well, we kind of, I, I think we did this last year, right? And pretty much everyone said Jalen Suggs because you trust him to either ha- make the shot or make the pass to get someone open for that shot. So I, I mean, I would take Andrew Namhard and I, I think that's exactly who the, who hands the ball would be in um, when the shot actually like goes up. Oh, like, is it a two or do we need two or do we need three? You need a bucket. I mean, if we need a bucket, Texas two-step, I mean, I just trust the guy's footwork down low um, I don't want him fucking touching the ball outside of the paint though. In that situation, if we need a three, oh, if we need a three, man, I, I, I feel like every time, you know, I, I know I picked on him, but every time Bolton takes a three, I feel like it's going in um, that, but that's more of just like an eye test kind of thing. That's tough. 
an outside shot, I don't know. Dude, I mean, at this point, I think Chet from the top, that feels automatic for me yeah. for three. That, that feels automatic true. at this point. But uh, Bolton and Strother are not bad options either. And even Nemhard too, with that little mid like Nemhard likes that free throw line area. Like, I feel like that's automatic when he just pulls off the dribble and will step back from the free throw line or he steps back, draws the D, dishes it down, Timmy. So I don't think we can go wrong. I don't know what I, I just answered, but I think. I pushed back on the Nemhard thing. I pushed back on the Nemhard thing because his shot, like, like fundamentally does not look great from, from the three. It, doesn't, it looks like he's shooting from his chest a little bit. It scares me. I never yeah. feel good about it. He can definitely go in cold streaks like he did against Pacific. I couldn't hit anything from outside. So I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, I don't think Nemhard's taking that last shot, but the ball is absolutely in his hands, and he's deciding who is taking that shot. So whether that's uh, Strother in the corner or uh, Chet at the top of the, top of the key, um, he's making that call. Or that could be a floater in the paint. So. Ooh. Um, Coop loves him, him a floaty. <laughs> a couple of floaters on Monday morning, huh, Coop? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> I had I had I had one more thing to add that, that I was concerned about in this in watching this game that that I just thought of. There were a couple times where St. Mary's, the big uh, was he from Estonia or something like that, the big blonde dude. Mm-hmm. was kind of just like semi-bullying Chet down low a couple of times. It looked like Chet sort of learned as the game went on how to how to adjust his defense to combat that. But um, like that, there's a little bit of a vulnerability right there. I'm not going to call it an Achilles heel just yet, but that that was not great to see from our best defensive player. Um, but but he did. It didn't seem like he kind of figured it out. At the end of the, towards the end of the game, I mean, he ended up holding, what's this, what's it, Matthias Toss? He ended up holding him to like six, six for 15. So, you know, not, not a bad performance at all, but it's just, there were times where, I mean, even Sean Farnham was saying like, you can just back him down. Like he, this is where his size is kind of, kind of causing issues for him defensively. So that, that was something that I just remembered. Yeah. I think um, we, we all pushed at least those the the three of us that pushed because of that defense, I think, because Chad just got straight up manhandled for like six points. That just should not have happened. So without that, we would have all won some money instead of just kept our money. But we didn't lose it, Dan. True. Real quick, before we uh, transition into next week, we can't talk about last week without the surprise of a century and Jalen Suggs in the student section. Was there a more electric scene I would not expect that at all. That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I, it, what do you do if you're the student and just fucking Jalen Suggs is like standing next to you? Dan, what would you have done? You would have been, I, I you would have been unbearable. <laughs> I would have freaked out. Uh, Jalen, can, can I get a picture? Luckily, luckily it wasn't a 10 city game. So I wouldn't have had to kick him out of the front row to, to preserve <laughs> that, you know special treatment for for tenters only um but oh my god dude if Suggs was in the front row I would have been dapping him up the whole game would you have given him your seat G- given up your seat so he could stand right there 
Oh yeah, yeah. He could lead the cheers. He do whatever he wants. Could he use swear words that you would otherwise not allowed? Uh yes now because mike roth is gone so mike roth won't yell at me fair enough <laughs> there you go absolutely electric yeah it was dope to see him in there it looks like he had a great time and it's kind of sad that he never got to play in front of the kennel but uh you know that's just life sometimes um but let's look forward to next week uh we got some massive games here pepperdine and santa clara should be you know must see television uh i hope you guys get my sarcasm here but yeah, I mean, any any quick thoughts on these ones? I don't think we need to spend too much time uh, on these guys. I say I say just a quick Coopy meter index, and then and that's that's all I I have here. That's all um, Coop for the Pepperdine game, the Zags are given a ninety nine percent chance, flat ninety nine flat to win this game. Where's the you Coopy know, I index? I I can't go hundred, so I'll go the next best thing. I'm gonna go nine nine point six nine. Fair, fair enough. Um, I actually agree with this one. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll give you, I'll give you Santa Clara. Santa Clara's got a little bit better of a chance. They only give the Zags, only give the Zags 97.5% chance here. So those pesky Broncos from Santa Clara have a 2.5% chance. I'm almost positive. This is our last home game of the season. So that therefore it's senior night. Therefore, we're going to mop the floor with the Broncos. Give the Zags 99.99% chance of winning this game. Ooh, is this the first time it wasn't a 0.69 included in there? You know, sometimes you got to you gotta change it up. You got to – yeah, 99.99. <laughs> Koopy meter. All right, and then the last thing I have for these games, the spread for the Pepperdine game currently set at 29.5. We need to hit 30 to cover that. You guys like that? Oh, yeah. Love it. Uh-oh. Do we ride with Dan? Is the curse officially broken? Oh, God. Dude, Pepperdine tried to run with us the first time, and it was a disaster. I mean, they might not try to do that this time. They may have some kind of strategy, but I don't – I'm, I'm not going to put that past uh, Lorenzo Romar. Fair. I don't want to expect that from Lorenzo Romar. Does that make more sense? Yeah. I'm going to wait to see where the bets are placed before putting my money anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I do have one comment, though. Paige, you sarcastically said that these games are going to be must-watch television. It's always must-watch television with this team. I don't care about the opponent. Enjoy this team while you have them. We're playing a beautiful brand of basketball. we got to keep on rising so we peak at the right time and then boy is something special is happening in april and guess what now that i'm getting a dog i will not be there so if i was the curse i'm no longer the curse interesting we'll see about that the dog the dog is preventing you from going yeah we're getting the dog the week of so doesn't seem like a good move to leave the dog for that Dan, have you ever had a pet before (laughs) i have had a pet you know Stella, come on, bro. Okay. How much how much caretaking did you assume in in Stella's raising? Plenty. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm concerned for the dog, Dan. I'm doing my due diligence here for this dog. Is this a, the dog is this will the puppy? Be in great hands? The dog will be in great hands. Katie will audit the dog, make sure that she's doing everything right, and I'll be there too. Give her a is, treat. Cooper asked a good question. Is this a puppy? 
Oh yeah, this is a puppy. Oh boy, you're you, for a uh, for a time, my friend. <laughs> as someone who had a puppy, you you're fucked, Dan. You are so <laughs> fucked. Appreciate the thoughts and prayers. Oh, T's and P's to Dan. T's and P's to Dan. Um, I'm sure you'll be watching though. Um, but I think that wraps up our show, boys. Good job tonight. Episode 78, coming up on 100. I don't think we'll get there this season, but. Uh, yeah, probably not. Probably not the next season, but not unless there's some sort of 22 week pause, <laughs> which which you you never know these days, I guess. Yeah, seriously. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But, one last uh, one last note. Don't forget this game against Pepperdine is tonight. When you're listening to this, it's not a Thursday game this week. It's a Wednesday game. Oh, I don't think anyone ever mentioned that, so our listeners might be a little confused, but. Tonight is the night against the is it an ESPN game. I think it is. Yes. Eight o'clock special, ESPN. baby. The eight o'clock ESPN oh, two. Eight o'clock special. That's who tough. who here will watch the second half? Be honest. I'll record it. Not when you have a puppy, you won't be watching it, Dan. Yes, I will. <laughs> Dan's got to go walk the walk the puppy. Baylor oh. Texas Tech tomorrow. That's a spicy game. Oh, give me Tech. Baylor's done now that that player's hurt. Do we ride the Dan earmuffs? Do we ride Tech minus two? Ooh, I love oh. it. <laughs> Where's the game at? Where's the game at? Game's at Tech in Lubbock. Oh, I love that. That's a Tech easy pick right there. Sounds like a lock to me. The Tech plus two? Tech minus two. Ooh. I don't know. Sounds pretty good to me. Dan, you can't. You got to save up for the puppy. Yeah. You got to get a bed. You got to get dog food, a couple dog toys, a little jacket. I got a bunch of Amazon gift cards for that, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening in to all of our – I think we it says we have 85 unique listeners. Thank you all for it. Um, People yeah. don't have a life. <laughs> you got to find a hobby, guys. <laughs> Isn't that impressive, though? We have 85 listeners. Come on, that's pretty cool. That is super out, cool. I found out about a very loyal listener this past weekend. Weston Sodi, big time fan of the program. There are times where uh, Alana will come home and he's blasting the pod on the <laughs> and Alana thinks friends are over. That's awesome. So that is a little. That's what that. we should do, guys. Let's let's find out who these listeners are and shout one out every week. Yeah. Well, love. So Weston. Congrats on being the first uh, listener shout out. The first loser who needs to find a hobby <laughs> is Weston. <laughs> That's I mean, what we yeah, call it. It's funny because I think that dude has like several different hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's into like the Traeger. He's. <laughs> it's a miracle that he yeah. has time for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that he can incorporate a few too many into his daily regimen is quite impressive. Yeah. So for everyone else who's not listening, you don't have no excuse at this point. Also, be a loser who needs to get a hobby. <laughs> We're a couple losers that need to get hobbies. <laughs> all right, guys. Good pod. We'll see y'all next week. Toodaloo. Deuces. Thanks, baby. <laughs>